word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day is bootstrap. Verb, or a verb, meaning to help, and then in parentheses it says oneself without the aid of others. So, I guess that's redundant when you say to pull yourself up by the bootstraps then. I love pulling myself up by the bootstraps. Okay, thank you. Um, and then your word of the day, unofficially sponsored by Urban Dictionary, is the phrase, are you freaking kidding me? It's the F word, but I'm proposing that we come up with a fine Are system. Are you fucking kidding well, me? Well, see, I'm proposing that we come up with a fine system now because I let a couple F-bombs slip last time. Only F-bombs, you get fined. You get fined for F-words. How much? Just a dollar oh. each time, but we'll keep track of it, and then you have to pay it. You have to pay up each, each who Sunday. Who's who the money go to? Well, it'd go towards, like, you know, food or something for us. Oh. Like, the eating contest that we've never done. Yeah. But, yeah, so that would be – there's a proposal there. Are you in favor? Uh, I don't carry cash, so it would be hard for me By to decree, use. it is now enacted. There is a fine bucket in place. One dollar every time you drop an F-bomb. Yeah, you will, because you're going to help fund the eating contest that we still need to do. All right, we have a packed show today, and I know I say that every time, but we really do. It's Super Bowl preview show. We got lots to break down. We will be joined later by Tim Brown, uh, and then we'll be joined also by Billy Lytle, and then we've got a bunch of good stuff to cover on the show. I just want to say a quick shout-out to uh, Arkansas. And why am I saying shout-out to Arkansas? Because your boy applied to 92.1 The Ticket, Northwest Arkansas's most popular sports station. So fingers crossed I can get that job in Arkansas because I really would appreciate that experience. So send me good vibes. Even if you don't like us, but you like the show. Sending vibes. Thank you very much. All right. You ready? Yeah. Let's get it on. See me rolling two park, I'ma get it on my own, man. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. See shell, had to get it myself. At the house since the young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest I don't need you, all you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas sign it. Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get your first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my pain. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. Gas bags with fun facts. This podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes. And it's sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Flan, how you doing? 
Doing all right. That's my co-host, Brendan Flanagan. I am Jeff Woodworth. We are here with a Super Bowl preview show. Big show. The CSR. Big, big show. But first, because there's some stuff that happened before that, we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but on Monday, uh, Anthony Davis requested a trade. I did hear that. Or excuse me, his agent requested a trade. Anything stick out to you with that? Because I got a bunch of talking points for this. Um, what stands out to me, I think I saw somebody point out today that New Orleans now has had two Hall of Fame caliber players in their franchise the last 10 years, and they've been unable to keep both of them with Chris Paul Mm -hmm. and Anthony Mm -hmm. Davis. Okay. Um, so this is probably going to go into their second rebuild in the last 10 years. Not Uh, a good look. Well, I just, I just, I, I wonder, the thing that makes the NFL so awesome is that a team that's not in the biggest market can still compete for Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it seems like in the NBA, you have to be like, you have to build your team like the Warriors where you get not lucky. I mean, there's luck that goes into it, but you have to be really good at drafting players and getting a system around players that works. Otherwise, if you just get one big franchise player but then don't really get a good enough team around, he's going to after four or five years, he's going to say, I want to trade to either the Lakers, Bulls, Heat, Knicks. Well, it's also really unfair that, that organizations have a stranglehold on these guys for about five, six years when they first come out of the league anyway. I mean, come into the league, you know. Um, but, but I mean, it, it, it's just, the, it seems like this lead, the NBA is geared towards it almost to the point where teams in major markets are the only ones that really succeed. Yes. Well, not true, because you look around at the NBA – the Knicks, very large market. Okay, well, when's the, when, 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 do you think when was when, the last time they won an NBA Finals? When's the next time the Portland Trailblazers is going to win one? When's the next time Memphis is going to win one? Portland's getting the playoffs every year. They They're got, not coming close to winning one, though. Oh, but they got, but they still making the playoffs, which gives no. them a chance. The Knicks, when was the last and time NBA, the Knicks NBA, made the playoffs? NBA has literally every year has either two or three teams that are actually going to compete for a title. As of late, as of the past five years, yes. And ever since, the, ever since Miami Heat... And the whole LeBron thing became a thing back in 2010 in the same way. Okay, that's true. So, yes, for the past eight, nine years, we've become accustomed to the NBA being, the, like, realistically, there's only about, I'll say, four to six. That would be fair because injuries happen. But, um, yes, the NFL, we'll just... there's more parity. But you've got to be, when I when the big market thing, like, look at big markets right now and how bad they are struggling. But the no, Lake, but, but the Lakers, what I'm, the Clippers, what I'm the saying, Knicks, what I'm the, saying, if you're heat. if you're a big market team, you can go from zero from worst to first much faster. Yeah, that, 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 yeah. That, that's that's that's, a, that's a, I feel like you that's have a problem. The, you have the money. Well, that's always going to be an issue. That's you know, I mean, that's a socioeconomic issue in itself, just on a macro scale in sports. But you don't see that. You don't see that in NFL because it seems like the NFL. It's no. You can be the Cleveland Browns and you can compete with a team from LA at some point. Well, that's because. <laughs> that's because NBA, you've got less guys out on the court, and certain guys make a difference, right? And sure. you got you look at the NFL, you could have a great offense and no defense, like the Chiefs, and come up short. Or you could be, uh, you, you look in, in the league right now, what are the Bucks doing that's so great? Well, they got Giannis, who can play on both sides of the court. He's an MVP but candidate. He's gonna want to. Tr- he's gonna probably want to out I, soon. He said he wants to stay in Milwaukee. So it's just a matter of which guy you get. And I think the difference there is he's European, so it's not like he knows, you know, much, you know, difference. But it's like, but like, if if the Warriors had missed on Steph Curry, that team would be what they've been for the last. They would not be that great. You'd be surprised. We have a pr- we're a pretty big market out here. We're about the th- we're about mm, mid. I mean. L- 
like towards the bottom of, of the Kevin top Durant ten would not in the country. If we didn't have Steph Curry, do you think Kevin Durant would have come here? Probably not. Yeah, so I mean. So if we don't have Steph, but we still have Clay, we still have Dre, we still have. You're not um, competing for a title with Clay and Dre. Mm, well, you know, there are certain teams I think that your if they team, get their you, hands your, on them. Your, your cornerstones would probably be Barnes, Clay, oh, and Dre. I'm so glad they got rid of Barnes. Great player, but I'm so glad. Those would probably be your three cornerstone players. Okay, so bringing this back to Anthony Davis. I think Clay would probably want to trade to L.A. Lakers. (laughs) So bringing this back to um, A.D. and the Pelicans. The Pelicans are in no rush to trade uh, A.D. They own his rights through next year. They actually just beat Houston the other night. Uh, But so far, teams like the Bucks and Raptors have shown interest. And then, of course, everybody thinks uh, seems to think that he's going to wind up in L.A., which, uh, but AD has also gone on record saying he's open to the Knicks. Uh, my question then becomes, is this a form of tampering because Rich Paul, very good friends with LeBron, used to be LeBron, I think he's actually LeBron's agent or works for the agency that LeBron has like a piece of, uh, like, you know, he has no equity in, but he's, he's invested in it before. I, so this is like next level tampering, right? I, think, what, I think the Pelicans should just take a page out of um, the Spurs book and like with the Spurs, it was Kawhi. They traded him to Toronto because Toronto could probably gave him the best deal. Yeah. Pelicans do the same exact thing and trade him to Los Angeles. Well, whatever team gives him, if if if, if it's like for it's like if it's like the Memphis Grizzlies, just put in a hypothetical. If they give him the best offer, trade him to Memphis and just say, "All right, sorry, bro, well, this is our best offer. You want to get out of here?" That's true. No, yeah, he's gonna have to deal with it, and he'd be stuck there for another year, and that would be become that would become uh, like the Paul George experiment and the Kawhi experiment all yeah. over again, where it's we're gonna trade. You you said that you want out of here. You forced our hand. Now we're gonna get the best deal out of it, and then it's up to the other other organization. To, to show that they could they could have a future with you, otherwise you can go wherever you want. That's I I respected the Spurs so much, and they made that move. I feel like they're not they're not doing this whole thing where the, the players controlling everything. Like we're gonna yeah. control what the hell our team does. Yeah, I I, I like that move a lot. Well, it's Spurs. interesting because the league went and fined Anthony Davis fifty thousand dollars for the trade request. Because I guess you can't have your agent publicly come out and say that you want that to happen. You have to go to your team and formally request, and then the team will leak to the press that it happened or something like that. The team can announce it. I don't know how that exactly works. Uh, but, yeah, he was fined $50,000. And just to put that in perspective, Anthony Davis makes $310,173 a game. So, you know what? How much? $310,173 a game. So that trade request probably cost Anthony Davis about eight minutes of the first quarter. Just Some change. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and that was a slap in the face to uh, New Orleans, too, because New Orleans really wants this thing to get pursued, and the league's just going to put a little quick little fine there because the league wants this to happen. Yeah. I think it's so funny. is So he could have gotten an extra $80 million from the uh, New Orleans Supermax if he had chose to re-sign with them. That's just how it how it how um, how the contracts and such would work out. Um, but, yeah, you start to look at pieces. If it is such a done deal and it, they're shipping him to the Lakers – uh, who are they going to give up? Who are they going to give up to give to get Anthony Davis? Because if I'm the Pelicans, uh, you've already heard Lonzo Ball's camp come out and say we don't want to go to New Orleans. So you cross Lonzo off the list. If if the Pelicans want to be real difficult, all right, you start with LeBron. Hey, the Lakers, you want Anthony Davis? I trade heard, us, I heard someone say that. Trade today. us LeBron straight up. And I think if you could be difficult in that way and kind of troll them in that sense, then the Lakers go, no, LeBron's not available. Then you start looking at the fact that you might get a Brandon Ingram, a Kyle Kuzma, 
uh, and then, you know, but then you look at what's left for the Lakers. I love how Laker fans think that they'd just be set for life. They have like, no bench. You have no bench. And who are you resp- who are you relying to step up around uh You have no three-pointers anymore. You have, have Josh Hart. Again. Yeah, they're thinking it. that you're going to win the title this year just because you get your hands on Anthony Davis. It's like, excuse me, Anthony Davis, I campaigned hard. I, I When the uh, NBA awards came out during the summer, remember, I was very upset that Rudy Gobert got Defensive Player of the Year and not Anthony Davis. But Anthony Davis is a post presence and a great defensive player, and that is it. He cannot shoot the three ball. Mm-hmm. Look at look at DeMarcus Cousins. The The Warriors got a uh, – like if Anthony Davis is is an A, they got DeMarcus Cu- – a, a recovering DeMarcus Cousins who's probably a B but can still produce as much as Anthony Davis because mm-hmm. DeMarcus can shoot the three ball. Yeah. So who do you think – what are the Lakers giving up? The I don't know. It's a it's a weird situation. Um, it I don't know. I think I think that they're setting this whole thing up for eighty to come here, and then they're gonna go after Kawhi next uh, this coming summer. Try to do Kawhi, AD, and LeBron. Well, that's really interesting. I don't know if they'd have the money to do that. You know that I mean. Actually, I take that back. LA probably has the money to do that. But uh, there's also speculation. That we're going to talk about it later on in the show, but the whole Kyrie possibility there too. It's just I, I something about this. <laughs> See, <laughs> someone's talking to somebody. <laughs> well, they, I mean, the tampering, yeah, thing, whatever. That's fine. I, I know for a fact that you're going to tell me it sounds way too good to be true that the guy that's being represented by the agent that's also representing another player that he wants to play on a team with didn't say something to him and convinced him, you know. And then he also, by the way, Clutch Sports, like I said, I'm pretty sure LeBron invested in that, uh, even though he has no known equity in the company right now um, or, or with it. I, it's, it's just like it, everything's kind of lining up, and it's just like they're doing this in front of your face, mm-hmm. but they're being very sly. They think they're being sly about it, but it's just like it's totally obvious, and the league likes it, so that's the biggest thing is the yeah. league's not going to stop it. Uh, my next question becomes, should New Orleans just bench him? Because he's already missed a couple games because of his hand. He's going to get a second opinion. Is, I, I was watching the game last night on uh, TNT, and the, I was thinking to myself, I was Drew, I was uh, thinking about, if I'm Drew Holiday, didn't Drew Holiday go there because he wanted to play with AD? Pretty much. He said that was one of the factors. And, and AD is trying to, like, coach the team while they're in a timeout. He was talking, he was talking to, um, what's the coach's name? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. But he was talking, Alvin he was talking, Gentry. He was talking to Alvin Gentry during one of the timeouts, like he was trying to coach the team. And if I was Drew Holiday, I'd be like, dude, shut the hell up. Yeah, and like you, sit down. You didn't want people. You well, don't want to be part of this team anymore. Get the hell out of here. You don't want to be problematic, but I, I definitely see how where where that could come from too. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be here anymore. So why are we listening to you? And that's why I think the Pelicans should really just make this even more difficult for the Lakers. Is hey, you guys want this guy so bad? We're sending him home to rest so he doesn't get hurt. All right, we're gonna keep. We're gonna shelf your prize. Uh, your prize or whatever you whatever you want to call it. Um your prize player that you want, and we're going to make sure he doesn't get hurt, but we want you to keep playing the guys that we want because we need to evaluate them a little bit more. I think the bigger risk here is for the Pelicans, obviously, because you know what you got with Anthony Davis. You still don't know exactly what you're getting with Lonzo, with Kuzma, with Ingram, because Ingram's so Jekyll and Hyde. Kuzma was pretty good but I mean last year, but we'll see if he's going to continue to make that next step as we progress. And then Lonzo. Lonzo's injury prone. There's not a whole, you know, he's pretty inconsistent in himself. Like, I know he averages about seven assists a game, but it's that three-point shooting. So it, there's a lot of question marks there if you're New Orleans. And who's to say that the pieces that L.A.'s offering 
New Orleans wants those or they need them, you know, even though they seem to be running a pretty antiquated system or style of basketball where it was like, hey, we're going to go with one big guy, one really good big guy and a complimentary wing player in Drew Holiday. And then they had to strike upon or, you know, strike oil with uh, Miritich and, and each one more, too. I I just I f- I follow baseball a lot and it's just funny when you look at baseball and basketball. I don't see this happen all the time in baseball where if they don't like their team, they're like, "Get me to this team, I want to yeah. this team." I don't know. It just there's a lot of players that come out on Twitter and they say, quit on the team without actually quitting the team. If that, makes but sense. yeah, but like you see a lot of players come out on Twitter and start saying, "Oh, it's you guys think they're quitting on the team?" Blah blah. It's like, well, you sign a contract. I mean, I mean, I understand the whole like you don't you're upset and everything, but. I don't know. I just I get really frustrated when all of a sudden the player starts making the decision of where the hell he wants to go. Like, I don't care what you get back. I just want to go to that team. If you so get the crappiest deal in the world, you're go. one of those guys who doesn't like the player empowerment. I I don't like I I like the uh, if you want to get traded, that's fine. But once you start saying I want to go to either Knicks or the Lakers, and that's it. Oh, so you're saying you don't like them calling their shots? Yeah, I hate them calling their uh, shots. Okay. I hate that. That is true. I think there's a part. There's a part of people that can agree with that. I won't try and turn that into a racial issue because I don't think you're coming from a racial place. There's I a lot of people. Race? How is that? No, that's what I'm saying. There's a common argument with people is they 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 seem to think that because people get upset with the players' entitlement and that it comes with a background of like race. A lot of them happens with football because the league, oh. football and basketball. <laughs> I didn't even think of that's, that. that's what I'm saying. I'm giving you the benefit <laughs> oh, of the okay. doubt. Saying that you don't like players calling their shot, but you're all for player empowerment and player movement. They can yeah. go and get the best deal that's available. Yeah, for them. it's totally. I mean, if you if you get if you go free agent, and go to hell wherever they want to go. There's no. Yeah. I don't you care ask for a trade, thing. you yeah. just have to deal with. You can get traded, but you yeah, just have to deal with where you're going. You can't call your shot. I mean, yeah. You I mean that's that's the decision of the, the front office that you sign with. They get to choose the hell your contract I wants just, to go. I wasn't trying to set you up. No, I no, just no, wanted I, to make I sure we clarified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just. I hate when they call their shots like they they think they own the damn place. Yeah, so, you can still get paid. You can still do what you can still do. You you just you know once once you demand something, you have to be okay with the result. You can't you can't uh, have your. Cake I, I just, yeah, too. I just don't know if they think that they've they have all this. I don't know. It just frustrates me. I, I feel me. where you come from. All right, uh, as we transition on through the show, it is now time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. And we are joined by friend of the show, Tim Brown. Tim, how are you doing tonight? Uh, better if certain people participated in group text messages. Oh, well, you know, I was going to do it, but then uh, you were asking a lot of me right there. So the group message that popped up between um, Tim, so sorry, you're going to be left out of this flan, but I can always Gosh. add you later if you want. Uh, I just don't have his phone number. He that, would be added into okay. it. Because, yeah, he could have actually per- participated in this. He's been to quite a few baseball games. Um, but well, yeah, I wish they Mate- would have. Mateo, Tim, I, and Cousin John all had a group chat, and Tim proposed. He's like, what's the best starting nine that you've seen in person play and uh, throughout all the baseball games that you've been to? And then he's like, bonus points for a bullpen. So everybody listed off their nine, and I listed off mine, and then he started asking. He said bonus, initially said bonus points for the bullpen, or, you know, the starting five and, and your clo- setup pitcher and your closing pitcher, all that jazz. And uh, I was like, whatever, I'm totally not content with the bonus. Like, you know, I'm totally content with not going for bonus points. And then he kept pressing, and I was just like, no, dude. Like, I was exhausted, too, last night. So it was just, uh, you know, it was a struggle to remember the the best starting nine that I'd seen, or my favorite starting nine. So there's favorite a starting nine that I'm not going to bring up, and this is the reason why you had it in the first place, sir. It's whatever. I needed my beauty <laughs> sleep. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say I'll say one of my favorite uh, 
uh, starting uh, ro- uh, pitching rotations was um, the early 2000 Diamondbacks, and they had Webb, Schilling, and uh, Randy Johnson. Saw that with your own eyes? Yeah, actually, the Gi- I think the Giants had to, like, sweep them or, like, go to the playoffs, and they had, they were facing uh, Schilling, Webb, and um, Randy Johnson. So, like, I like that. This is my all-time list that I saw in person. A catcher, it was Buster Posey. At first, it was Prince Fielder. At second, it was Jeff Kent. At third base, it was Chipper Jones. At shortstop, it was Jimmy Rollins. And in the outfield, it was Barry Bonds, Torrey Hunter, and Ken Griffey Jr. And All-star I felt like... Game. What do you mean, all-star game? Is that what you saw in person? Yeah, they would come through. I went to a lot of Giants games oh, when I was younger. Oh, I thought you saw them all on the field at the same time. Oh, no, 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 no. no. This is So, yeah, you get the oh. bullpen. That's cool. But he's just talking about games that you've been to. Oh. All right. Sorry, Tim. Can we get to your stat of the day? We've completely wedged you out of this. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you can get it. So, um, it alludes to the rotation part. Um, I sent you, uh, I guess it was on Instagram or something, stating that Roy Halladay had eight seasons of 200 innings pitched in his career yes and so i in my infinite wisdom dove a little bit deeper and um it's also relating back to our steroid conversation of last week steroids these are all these pitchers i'm going to list off are steroid era pitchers that have had 200 plus innings in their career Mm. kurt schilling had nine bartolo cologne seven pedro martinez seven tom glavin 14 Roger Clemens, 15, Randy Johnson, 14, and then there's a man named Greg Maddox, and he is just an enigma of what he could do with the baseball. He was not a hard thrower um, for the majority of his career. He started off throwing 95 with the Cubs, but this guy had 14 straight seasons of 200 innings pitched. And he was two outs away from having it be 19 straight seasons Jesus of Christ. 200 innings pitched. So you're not going to get the overreaction. I'm too busy. That was a long fact, so I was just trying to keep up and process with it because I saw where I'm it was still going. processing it. And uh, that's impressive is that Greg Maddox was a hell of a pitcher is what he's finding. Oh. <laughs> what he's saying. So. And he came up in 88, and he pitched all the way through until I want to say like 2009 with the Padres. So he's, he's facing he's like four. Was the wasn't, wasn't he uh, – was it Maddox or somebody else that didn't get a unanimous MVP because some old white guy said that he pitched, like, for two years during the steroid era, so he said no. Uh, and that's why he didn't get it. What is, what is Greg Maddox's, like, nickname? Can we call him old rubber arm? Because that's what it was, man. That thing was – what is that, 20, 22 years? Is that is that the math? Because I don't do math. 21? Uh, Something like that. Oh, I, I know – I remember he ended his career in San Diego, and he was still – I want to say he still reached, like, 180 innings in his – Jeez. However old he was, just eating him up. Um, but I think the highlight of his career was the chicks dig the long ball commercial. I do not remember that. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. Chicks always oh dig the long ball. Exactly, it was a Nike commercial. I know the saying, but I don't know where it comes from. Excuse me, then. Was it from so it was a Nike commercial, and Mark McGuire's in there hitting BP right? and just hitting jacks. I oh. think Sosa was on there too. I can't remember if it was the both of them, but. Um, there's two good-looking females. They go, hi, Mark. <laughs> and Tom Glavin and Greg Max are there. Oh, yeah, just a couple Cy Young Award winners over here. No big deal. And so it cuts to them training to hit home runs, you know, hitting off tees ridiculously and just a bunch of stupid stuff. And then the next time they show them, they're in there hitting jacks during BP. And hi, Greg. Hi, Tom. I'll, I'll send you the video. 
Okay, I was going to say my millennial is showing real hard right now. <laughs> Well, Flan, yeah, so. Flan says he saw it, so, I mean, then I missed it, clearly. I missed that commercial. must have got up to go I, pee or something. I think Flan should be the uh, host of the show. Oh, that's uh, messed up. That hurts my feelings. I, I feel, feel like that, he's that's, more that's, of a sports fan. That's, that's, that's too takes, much responsibility. It's two co-hosts. <laughs> it's two co-hosts. It's not like one of us is completely <laughs> steering the ship. We're more like on either end of the wheel, tugging, you know, tug of war. I'm... <laughs> Keep my mouth shut. One yet. wants us to go. One wants us to go. One wants us to go forward, and the other one wants us to keep doing donuts out in the water. That's what's going donuts. on with the with the show right now. So I feel like donuts are really cool. Uh, yeah, oh, super but cool. better to eat than to do. Okay. All right, Tim. Uh, it's the Super Bowl preview uh, episode, and you are a Rams fan. Your your Rams have made it this far, and I just want. Uh, w- we got lots of useless coverage that goes on in the mainstream media. We are doing with what we can and the resources that we have, so that includes just interviewing a Rams fan. What do the Rams have to do to beat the Patriots? Give us um, a standard, very boring answer, but and then a realistic of, like, you know, who has to die or break a leg in order for this to happen to secure the Patriots not coming back with two minutes left? Uh, first of all, as I've stated before, they're not my Rams. I do not get any royalties from any jersey sales or – you're a what fan. They do You're a playoffs. fan. They are your Rams. I'm a Rams. fan. They are not my team. No, I do not they are them. my Steelers, so that's how I look at them. They can be well, your Rams. Well, congratulations that you're getting royalty checks and tax breaks for attendance records. Very minor. Very minor. Um, and I like what Juju came out and said today, too. Good for him for actually being a teammate. Thank you. We're, we're going to talk. We're going to discuss that later. You're doing a great job of teasing the rest of the show. Man, I hope along. that's on your winners and losers list. Oh, you know. You know. All right. I'm smart. I'm smart. Rams. Rams. Patriots. Go. Rams. Patriots. I don't know, man. It's. I think the Rams. What they need to do, in order to win, is have Sue and Donald be as good as they are, and just dominate. As Mateo said, their front four, even though they run a three-four defense, it's really hard to have four <laughs> people during a three-four defense. Um, that's just a traditional Wade Phillips defense. Uh. Yes, I listened to the podcast. That was a good catch. I, that was a good catch. I think – I don't know, man. I think Sue um, Abukam, I think that's how he says his name, or Abukan. I don't know. I, their pass rush is what's really going to do them in. I think Mark Barron's going to do a great job of covering slot receivers and crossing routes. Uh, Nickel Roby Coleman is going to play outstanding just because of how much focus he's had this past couple weeks due to his um mouthing off telling t- telling us tom brady's lost a step and his arm ain't got the same uh, velocity and then and then when he gets called to the carpet on it and sean mcveigh goes and has a word with him he he runs it back and says i uh, you guys took it all out of context <laughs> yeah i mean what would you say in that situation i i wouldn't have said it to begin with because i'm not that dumb true thank you uh, the dramatic pause was not so reassuring. <laughs> uh, I'll go out on a limb here. Uh, Super Bowl MVP honors will go to Aaron Donald. Oh. Rams will win. Interesting. Thirty-five twenty-one. Thirty-five twenty-one. You think? Wow. Okay. Well, what if I told you that all Patriots Super Bowls have ended within uh, fewer than six points or less? Or that's uh, that's redundant. Six points or fewer. I don't know. What if I told you that the Referee committee that was refereeing the Saints Rams game had the Rams lose eight times in a row consecutively. I don't know. That was a stat that you came up with, sir. I know. Um, What did you say? 34 21? 
I said 35-21. 35-21. You know what's interesting? So I'm already going to lose because someone's going to kick me. <laughs> My original hatred of the Patriots actually started with that Super Bowl that they beat the Rams. But that was, you know, the towards the mm. end of the window of the greatest show on turf. And I just wasn't sold on the Patriots when I, when I first saw them win. I was, I was a non, non-biased, just objective, objectively looking at each matchup type of football fan. And then I slowly later developed into my, my Steelers uh, fanaticism. But, yeah. All right. I think the majority of people can trace back their hatred of the Patriots to the tuck roll. Oh, yeah. That was a, that, that's big. That's monumental. That's, I'm pretty sure that's, like, where the hatred of Patriots comes from. Yeah. I can't wait to hear the nasty things that Billy Lytle has to say coming up here as I continue, as I'll tease the show myself. Uh, coming up here, he's a he's a Raider fan, diehard Raider fan. So he's taken the move terribly, and I know every time he sees Tom Brady in the playoffs, a piece of him dies. Well, it'll make him feel better that Marshawn Lynch is in the Super Bowl or the NFL 100 commercial for the Super Bowl. Oh boy! Oh yes, I'm excited for that. All right, thank you, Tim. We will talk to. You. I don't know if we're gonna do a Super Bowl Sunday show. I've invited people to come by for a barbecue. I'm pretty sure. I, if I remember correctly, I did send you the invitation. If not, this is your invitation. Nope. You didn't. Uh, but yeah, there's gonna be wings, beer, and good vibes, man, while the while the game's going on. And it's I don't know if we're gonna do a podcast after because so far I've invited people to come do both and not and they've they haven't responded to either. So it kinda hurt my feelings. But we'll see. I'm I'm not surprised. Um happy belated birthday, Flan. Don't I, oh, I, I didn't appreciate forget. that. Thank you. Oh, oh. congratulations so nice. on being young. So nice. He's only getting older. Ah, uh, don't run me. <laughs> All right, Tim, have a good night, and we will talk to you the next time we talk to you. Whenever it is, I look forward to it. Until See you, Tim. Time. Bye. Put up or shut up. It's time for... Lytle's Locks. Oh, it's Wednesday, so we bring on friend of the show, friend of both of ours, Billy Lytle. Billy, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. That's good. It's been a while. Last time we went to go do Lytle's Locks, that fateful two weeks ago, you were pretty sick. Um, and you're in good health now? Yeah, feeling a lot better. Okay. I am glad. That's good to hear. Um, I'm going to first start this segment off real nice and awkward just because we were talking with Tim on the phone. I send out invitations for a Super Bowl barbecue bash at my place and have yet to get an RSVP from you. So what do I expect in the coming days? Because I need to know how many wings to buy. Uh, where in the mail did my invitation come? It was via <laughs> – I'm pretty sure it was via text message. I did the good old-fashioned let, let me start the message with Flan. So I sent him the text message, and then I went the good old copy – Went to a new conversation, punched in your name, paste, and then I did it with a couple other friends too. And just nobody's you asked me. I responded. Oh shit. Okay, then that's embarrassing. I don't. Jokes on yeah. you. Yeah. I got yeah, jokes on you, man. I gotta look that up. Talk about being on prepared. On the 18th. On the 18th, huh? Oh yeah. I should be in town. You having a shindig? You didn't, that's it. That's all you said was you having a shindig, and you didn't even put the question mark there. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Game, wings, beer, podcast, not necessarily in that order. And then I said, but I figured the podcast would allow everyone to sober up before driving home because I'm thoughtful. And then I sent you uh, that picture of the tweet that I saw, and then we had a good conversation, and then no, that's it. No, nothing, nothing. 
I'm so hurt. You tried. You thought you were slick and you could get away with this. Yeah, I thought you were just going to vary in it. <laughs> I thought you were going to drop it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Went down that rabbit hole for sure. Okay, we will put off that answer until the end of the segment. Give you lots of time to think of an excuse. All right, it is Super Bowl week, uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up, so we got to do Lotto's Locks. we got to do some predictions. Uh, we are not going to do what we normally do with this segment. I mean, we are, but then we're going to add some fun stuff on it because it's the Super Bowl and there's a bunch of extra prop bets and they just get ridiculous. So I have a couple of my own questions that we're going to pose for this, and then we'll, get, we'll also take a look at what's available uh, uh, online. Does that sound good? It sounds good to me. Flan, you good? Yep. All right, let's go. So the uh, game, the Patriots are technically the road team. It'll be a neutral site. The Patriots are favored by two and a half points. Cousin John is taking the Pats. Billy, who are you taking? Uh, I don't think this is going to take much thought, but fuck Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's what, we, that's what we thought. Uh, it hasn't worked out too well in the playoffs yet, but, I mean, he's, w- let's get that uh, Ty Jim Kelly for that fourth Super Bowl loss. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like it. Uh, Flan, who are you taking? Uh, Pats. You want to say it in the mic, please? Pats. Okay. Trader. I am too am taking the Rams for no other reason than I don't like the Patriots either. Bill has much more reason to hate them, but I feel like mine's equally as justified as they just kind of own my team as well. So Saints fans need to get over it. Yeah, they do. They really need to get over it. Uh because the Rams they I mean, think the, they really got jobbed. Well the more they I think about it, the more twice. the more time I've had to sit back and, and let it marinate, the Rams really are the better of the two teams that would have made it and and, and I feel like given given New England a run for their money. So we'll see. Um, are you all right? You picking shit out of your belly button? What's what's going on over there? Some dirt in there. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, Bill. I this is so disgusting. Bill sexually harassed. You could hear it on the mic. Oh god. Yeah. All right. Good. It's all clean now. All right. I'm so happy for you. Uh, you you might not get the knucks on the way out now. All right. Over under for this game is 56 and a half. Under. Uh, under. 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 Oh, you're gonna take the under. Okay. John went over. So, Bill, what are you thinking? I think it's going to hit the over. You think it's going to hit the over? There's going to be a lot of offense in this game. If you took the under in the Patriots-Chiefs game, you got shafted by about three minutes left in the fourth quarter. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No way I was hitting the over. It was like 17-13 with seven minutes to go, and then just exploded. See, I am tempted. I am tempted to take the under right now because I think defense, defense, defense. But at the same time, uh, these are both two offenses that can score, you know, re- with relative ease. So I'm uh, for that. I'm gonna have to take the over as well. Um, all right, now we get to the fun stuff. Coin flip, heads or tails? What do we think it's gonna be? Oh, Flan, t- go tails first. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. That's what you're saying. John said tails as well. I too am gonna go tails just because for no other reason than tails rhymes with fails. So tails never fails. Uh, I, I think that's how that came to be, right? Uh, I hope so. Bill, what are you what are you saying? I believe that the Patriots are the away team, so they'll have the choice on the flip. Yep. Uh, I think Brady is a heads guy, and he's a cheater, so he'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So heads. All right, so the contrarian has taken heads, but he has a logical reasoning behind that. He thinks that Brady has somehow cheated the 50-50 chance that a coin flip. It'll be a weighted coin that they're using. Yeah. 
a commemorative yeah, a commemorative coin, and since the Patriots will be the away team, that'll be heads, right? Because you normally announce heads first, and then the away team usually gets announced first. So the Ram logo on the bottom will be weighted, so that that way it hits the ground and always pops up on the Patriot helmet. Um, yep. Okay. Now the question for the winning team, um, since we're split on the Rams and and the Patriots, regardless of the team, what color? Is the Gatorade oh, that yeah, gets dumped on the coach, on the winning coach? Red. You say red. Yeah. Flan fruit, says fruit red. Root fruit. fruit oh, oh, geez. He says red for fruit punch. John says orange. Bill, what color Gatorade you going with? Uh, I'm gonna go with cool blue. Cool blue. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna just not not uh what was, what's the what's the purple one uh Arctic Rush or yeah. whatever. <laughs> the light yeah, blue. Well, are you going light blue? Is it light blue or the darker blue? I think it, uh, if we're going to get more specific, it'll be the on the lighter end. The lighter. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. Because there's there's the two blues. There's the light blue and the darker blue and then the purple. The light blue is the goat of all The flavors. light blue is awesome, but yeah. don't get me I wrong. Think it's gonna be the light blue. I could sit back with a nice bottle of the, the dark blue, too. Yeah, no, light blue is my... Dark blue and grape Gatorade and purple Gatorade are the perfect Gatorades to just sit there and sip on. If you're If you're playing a sport... Then obviously you go light blue, gonna, but lot, then you I, go yellow. Ice cold. The orange one's really good. Ice cold. Oh, uh, yes, really good. But red's kind let's, of. Let's hope it's not water. Red's down to <laughs> the bo- red's. Red's kind of towards the bottom of the list. I don't. You know, sometimes it's it's pretty tart. That's another one that I'd add to there. That's just kind of like a drinking one. I don't need that for when I'm actually out there performing. You know, playing basketball. When the hell are you ever producing for, for performance? Don't you <laughs> worry, man. I I before before life got busy and I started diving. You know, balls deep into the professional career or trying to develop one. I was out there hooping at 24 and I was sapping on some Gatorade. All right, all right. Uh, so yes. For that, I am going to say that I think it's yellow uh, because yellow is one of the best flavors to sip on while you're playing, while you're out there, right? Is yellow is disgusting. Okay. <laughs> Bill does not agree. I agree with that. I agree with that take too, Bill. You think yellow is disgusting. All right. I think yellow is one of those just I, – I will say that when I'm hungover, yellow is my go-to flavor. Okay. Hungover. Well, you know. It looks and tastes like piss. <laughs> that, I guess it's pretty good. All right. Was I the only one that fell for the, for the number when I was younger that yellow Gatorade made your dick smaller? You never heard of that before? Okay. Never heard that one. All right, that might have been. You, a... Is that why you drink so much of it? Yeah, oh, very funny. <laughs> is that your excuse? <laughs> no, actually, I, I shied away from it in high school. It wasn't until after high school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually thought that. Oh my god! I think wow. you have a case against uh, the Gatorade Corporation, man. You would be want... so stupid to think that. <laughs> oh. No man, like high school you literally I'm thought your no, dick no, would no, be no, small no, 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 from drinking I'm saying middle school definitely, definitely heard that, so I didn't do it. And then, like in high school, I just that's when I kind of discovered other flavors of Gatorade because growing up you only but you drank still red, didn't orange, drink yellow, yellow. Gatorade. You thought I'd make your dick small. Well, there was other flavors <laughs> to drink. Maybe that was on the back of my mind. I can't. Oh, I'm, not, no, I'm not a psychologist. I don't know how to break this mm. stuff down. All right. Uh, so. Wow. <laughs> All right, uh, now we're going to awkwardly move on with the rest of this segment. Uh, the MVP for this game, who do you think is going to be Super Bowl MVP? John, Cousin John has Tom Brady. Uh, Flan, Ooh. who do you think it's going to be? Um, yeah, Tom Brady. You going to say Tom Brady? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you pick the Patriots, yeah, yeah, it's solid. Tom, yeah. yeah, you kind of have to. Solid choice. That's the only one who's going to get there. Sony Michelle could vulture his touchdowns. Uh, you, you never know. Steal it from him. All right, Malcolm Bill, Butler did win one. Who do you got? Uh, that one I'm like to Malcolm Butler was gifted though. That was gift wrapped. P 
Pete Carroll saying, yeah. here, take this. Yeah, it Pete Carroll sucks. Mode. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's, your, who's your MVP? Fat boy CJ. Okay. Feed the belly, baby. CJ <laughs> Anderson, huh? All right. I like that. Uh, yeah, since we're both picking that the Rams, since we're both picking that the Rams, uh, the Rams won, right? I'm just looking. I see Odd Shark in front of me right now. They have uh, the odds for who would be uh, Super Bowl MVP, and you know, obviously, I'm not putting any uh, money down on this, but for at plus twelve thousand five hundred, I would be willing to put down money on one Marcus Peters. Because I feel Ooh, like from the town, I feel like people, and especially on the Patriots, maybe they won't overlook him, but they, or maybe they will. Maybe they feel like that's an, uh, a matchup that they can exploit. Um, but yes, look out for Marcus Peters. If he has one or two picks, I think you definitely have to. He throws his hat into the consideration. Obviously, it depends on what the offense, uh, offensive side of the ball does. But uh, I mean, you can't give it to McVeigh because he's the coach. He ain't out there actually playing. Or can you give it to the coach? Have they ever done that? I don't think you can. No, I don't think it's the most valuable player. So that there you go. Erase that stupid question from the books, even though it is now on record that I asked a dumbass question like that. Um, all right. Yes, I'm saying Marcus Peters, definitely one of one of the ones. Good pick. Thank you, C.J. Anderson. I'm just looking. He is at plus sixteen hundred, and uh, the other two comping out at Tom Brady with plus one twenty-five. So put it this way, boys: if if uh, Marcus Peters gets Super Bowl MVP, you will never hear the end of it. Hey, that's worth putting money down on. Thank you. I, I just might. I don't know. If my girlfriend's listening, no, I'm not. But if she's not listening, you know I totally am. So that's totally yeah, At least it. 100 on that. Let's talk about other prop bets. We're just You don't actually have to say what's going to happen. You just tell me if this is a good prop bet as we scroll down and look. Uh, because eventually this just got to be too much to write down for me. And let's be honest, I got a little lazy. Um, who will win the Super Bowl? Oh, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Options are teammates, God, family, owner, city, coach. Does not mention any of the above. Wait, say it again. So who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Teammates, God, family, owner, city, coach. Or he does not mention any of the above, so that would lead me to believe. Does the city count as fans? Is that going to fall underneath? That I guess that falls under the umbrella. They have city and fans the same. Teammates and God, if you're still with me, Bill, are the favorites right now at plus one seventy. Yeah, I, plus I just pulled it up. I'm reading them. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, if, if TB12 wins, uh, I'm going to say teammates. Okay. Yeah, I think teammates is pretty strong, but God's always a pretty strong. That's, that's a huge Never one. bet against God. Never, that, yeah. yeah. That looks like an easy plus 190, to be completely honest. The plus five. If you have Tom Brady's MVP, I don't think he's ever. I want to know how they developed odds for these, right? Like, who just, they come up with options and they just. They always look at passable I was going to say, MVP. did they go, do they just analyze each post-game Jesus. comments that are made by by a player after each game? And they're just, they, they're like, oh, they consistently mention their teammates first. Yeah, I don't know, like, what's gone into that. Do they analyze all the speeches, that's, get a little spreadsheet action I was going to say, that's fucking advanced. Oh, man, I dropped an F-bomb. That's a dollar. Um, yeah, that's a, some advanced analytics right there. So, all right. Um, sorry, I'm writing down that I owe a dollar. All right, uh, next up on there, how many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? This is one that you pointed out to me earlier, Bill. Over-under is seven and a half right now. Uh what are you saying, Flan? How many plays does Tony Romo correct, cor- correctly predict? 
Uh, what was the number again? Seven and a half. Uh, under. Interesting. Okay. Wow. No faith in Romo. Huh? Well, I think it'd be like five though. A lot of them. A lot. I heard only about five last. I heard the conspiracy that uh that well, a lot it was, of it was, was the same play. Over yeah, and over it was again. the same play over and over again, or it was just whenever Tom Brady was audibling, so it wasn't really hard to show that he'd be audibling into a run play. It was just a matter of he does it every game he calls though. That's true. So he's pretty consistent. We'll see if he that tries to flex out for the Super Bowl though. You know, he. This oh, is Tony Romo's first Fox ever and, trip to the. Channel two, not CBS. So oh, I was gonna say, football. man, messed up my joke. I was gonna say this is Tom or er, Tony Romo's first ever trip to the Super Bowl. He's gonna be just as excited as everybody else. Yeah, he could get nervous on some of those calls. <laughs> those calls. Yeah. All right. How many times will the broadcast mention Sean McVay's age? Over under is one and a half. I feel like that's a hard over. Oh yeah, what? hammer the over there. I saw that one <laughs> earlier. That's easy. He's going to bring that up like five times. Easy money. All right. How long will it take Gladys Knight to sing the U.S. National Anthem over-unders at a minute 47? Because that is, I guess, the average of all national anthems that have gone before her. Uh, I'm going to say over. Just because certain singers, will they, they tend to hold the extra note and, and you know, it's gotta, they got to rest in between, take a little bit of a pause, and those pauses add up, right? That's always a safe over bet. I okay. think it was like over a minute 50 last year. Yeah. All right, next up, will Donald Trump attend the game? No. Nope. I don't I think so. Say, both you are shaking. Okay, no. That is not the case. All right, and then, uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. This Total is a, tweets by Trump? Uh, no, I saw that one. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that was worth mentioning. Um, this is good, though, because it comes to the Super Bowl halftime show. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? Over, under is seven and a half. Over. Because, I was going to say over because now what they do is they just play a minute 30 of each song and just mash it all together for a little 10, 15-minute performance. Well, who's it, it's, it's Maroon 5, right? With and Travis, Travis Scott. Scott, bro, big boy. Yeah, it's going to be over seven and a half. Yeah, I think so. Wow, look at They're this. Gonna... That's such a random bet. Will Christina Aguilera make an appearance during the halftime show? Yes, it's plus two fifty. No, it's minus five six hundred. So they're they're seeming no. They're saying that it's 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 rather unlikely that she would. That's such a random. That's person. such a random celebrity to show up at the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> she from I saw it, or something? Uh, I don't know. There's you can bet if uh, Roby Coleman will get a PI or not. <laughs> That's awesome. Definitely going to get. <laughs> if he even looks at anyone, he's getting a flag early. Now you get some ridiculous ones that are just easy money, right? Will there be a penalty for roughing the passer? Yes or no? Come on. Uh, then you can say, uh, "Oh wow!" And then they got a bunch of commercial bets. I'm not willing to bet on that because I don't know that stuff. If the game goes to overtime, free wings at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, clutch. So let's root for OT. That's all we want. Yeah, right. An OT win for the Rams. How about that? Sounds great to me. I was going to say, if Flanagan paying attention, I could have almost gotten him to shake his head and agree. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, That is going to conclude the Super Bowl coverage. We want to thank Billy Lytle for stopping by, giving us the time. Now the real hard-hitting question, Big J Journalism, will you be attending my Super Bowl barbecue? I will swing by. Yes. All right. We've got we got some reservations now. It is lining up. Billy, we will see you on Super Bowl Sunday. See you Sunday. All right. Thanks, Bye, Bill. Bye, Billy. Signing off.
<laughs> there are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this Super Bowl preview episode. First winner, me, officially have an RSVP for the Super Bowl barbecue bash at my place, at which, if you're interested in, DM me. Otherwise, if you got the invitation, I would really appreciate a response, uh, a yes or no. We'll not be mad at a no. I've already gotten a couple of them. It's just when you send out invitations and nobody responds, you're just like, Grr. like, okay, that's dope. Thanks. Because I know what's going to happen is people are going to hit me up day of and be like, you still got that thing going on? And then I might be underprepared. Or what's going to happen is if I buy a ton of wings, nobody's going to show up. And if I don't buy enough wings, everybody's going to want to show up. You know that's already going to happen, Flynn. All right. Thank you for caring so much Um, because even you still haven't committed. All right. First up on the winner's losers list, Connor McGregor and Khabib. uh, I'm going to struggle with the last name again. How do you say the last name again, Flynn? I don't know. Nermin Nermagadoff or Nermin? Damn. Uh, Damn. I don't think that was right either. But, yeah, so Connor Khabib had suspensions handed out. They are retroactive from the date of the incident at UFC 2, whatever it was, where, you know, Khabib flew out of the cage and then Connor had to attack some one of Khabib's trainers that came after him. Uh, or defend himself from a from a trainer that came after him. So Connor got six months, and I don't remember the amount of money. And Khabib got nine months, and I don't remember the amount of money. But I know that Khabib got screwed in that instance. But he was also the one that made a giant scene about it. Um, so his his camp has since come out and said that they will never fight in Las or Las Vegas again. So they will participate in UFCs outside of Las Vegas. They won't. They will never fight there again because they feel disrespected. But at the same time. Connor was the A side of that matchup. He was the one that was bringing in all the money. So you can't get mad. You're going to be the one that suffers because the fact of the matter is is that they need him around a lot more than they need you around, even though you're the champion. So are we willing to say that uh, this is a win loss because Connor got less suspension time? Or is it still a loss because he got suspended? It's still a loss because he's suspended and he got stripped of the. And he doesn't have the time. Losses all around. Yes, he did lose that fight. Let's not forget that. Okay. Uh, next up on the winners losers list, Jay Cole and Meek Mill were announced as NBA All Star Game halftime performers. Is this a win or a loss? Your or thoughts? Is it a I don't care? It's an I don't care. Okay, Flan does not care. I'm gonna say it's a W, just because Jay Cole gets picked on a lot on Twitter. But I don't know why does it get picked on. I don't know why. It's fun. It's He's really I guess good. It's just an inside joke now to, on the internet to hate on Jay Cole. But he is very good. He makes timeless music yes. that you can put on at any time. And then uh, Meek Mill uh, started off strong, went through a little bit of a phase there where I was just, I don't know. And now he's coming back where I'm like, all right, Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? Uh, I listen to a bunch of sports podcasts and occasionally listen to that music. All right. Uh, next up on winners and losers, Kyrie has gone on record in saying he's open to a reunion with LeBron. I'm just going to give Kyrie the L, even though I should give him an F for uh, – Flake, because I agree with what Uncle Colin Cowherd said. Uh, Kyrie Irving is a flake, an immature flake. He only played eight games at Duke, got hurt, then decided, I don't want to come back. I'm going to go to the NBA. Then he plays at the NBA. Well, it's a little different. I know. That's a, the, okay, terrible way to start off this example. But then gets to the pros, doesn't have LeBron, struggles, gets LeBron, starts playing great, then decides, I want to go try out my own thing because I think I know everything better. I'm a better player. Goes off, gets hurt, comes back. 
finds out that all the young guys are treating him like he was treating LeBron. And he's like, ah, now I want to go back to LeBron and I want to win again because I took him for granted. I just can't trust it. Kid can't make up his mind. I think I could call him kid because I think I'm older than him. Love being kid. Huh? Hmm? What'd you say? What? Love being kid? Love being kid. You love being a kid. Mm-hmm. You loved uh, being a kid. I love being kid. Okay. Uh, so what is that? An, uh, is this a W or oh, a win or a loss w. for He's for w. Kyrie? Huge W. Okay. I don't agree with that, <laughs> but it's whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, I just want you to take in this sentence, and I'm about to say it. next up. I on am the w- taking it in. Next up on the winners losers list, Alex Ovechkin was captured or pictured riding a dolphin in Cuba. That. That's an automatic sense. W. It makes sense. Automatic W. It doesn't even matter what else happened, what he was there for, if he was held there against his will, and they just managed to let him go swimming with dolphins. That's awesome. Good for him. He, you know what that reminds me of? Is you know the comic Lil Duval? He's got the song "Living My I Best don't Life." Know that. Uh, well, you got to educate yourself and listen to that. <laughs> uh, that that it just seems like educate. if you played that video of Alex Ovechkin swimming don't hate, with the educate. dolphins, you would be playing that song. That uh, "Living My Best Life." What? Don't hate, educate. Yeah, that's when you. That's what you say against racism and prejudice and stuff like that. Oh, I tell that to everybody, no matter what. There you go. I like it. All right. Uh, you objectively hate for other reasons. My own skin color. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> White people give you so much to just shake your head at at a daily basis. I'm not even going to front. And then you also take a look when you have those own actions that you have every once in a while where you're just like, I'm a stereotypical white guy right now. And it's just like, oh, man. So it's only a matter of time before you're wearing New Balances and flipping burgers in front of the grill in cargo shorts. I'm never going to wear cargo shorts and shorts again. The end is coming. <laughs> the end yeah. is coming. I promise to never. I vow to never wear cargo shorts again. Those Not were cool. big in the mid two thousands. Right when we were growing up, man. Those were big then, but yeah. they fell off hard. Very hard. Okay. Uh, next up on the winners losers list, Saquon Barkley went on the record and said that he thinks he should win Offensive Rookie of the Year over one Baker Mayfield. Oh yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Mayfield. Uh, the only reason, if Mayfield's gay, the only reason why he would get is because he's a quarterback. I mean, Valid. Saquon was a top five running back in the league this year, I think. Um, he was that offense for the Giants. Um, he's probably the biggest bright spot on that team going forward, him and Odell. If they just got a quarterback to throw to Odell, I think they'd be freaking set. You think it's time to move on from Eli Manning? I mean, what has he done, what has he, what has he done for you lately? <laughs> what has he done for you ever? All right, uh, uh, so, two rings, so just well, okay. It, I I would love to ride coattails too, Flan. And yes, I will make that accusation. Okay, so I think what you could say, uh, Saquon. He did ride Strahan and JPP's coattails. He did. Uh, Saquon has two games on him this season. So Saquon played 16 games, 261 rushing attempts, for 1,307 yards, and he av- or, and he had 11 touchdowns. So over a thousand yard rusher and 11 touchdowns. And Baker Mayfield, in 14 games, went uh, with a 63% 63.8 completion percentage. Not bad for a rookie. Uh, with 3,725 yards with 27 touchdowns and 14 picks. The 2-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio, not so great. I mean, it'd be, it's better than 1-to-2, so he's on the right side of that. But 63% completion percentage for a rookie, and you almost threw for 4,000 yards, and you played in two less games? I mean, come on. Sure, but I mean, I, I like... He would have broken 4,000 yards if he played in 16 yeah, games. Yeah, sure, but 
The only reason I get to it is the name Baker Mayfield. Well, what he did too. Like I understand, but Saquon should get it. Mm. I think. Agree to disagree. All right, so I will put that as a win loss. We're gonna WL that right there. All right, next up, uh, Deshaun Jackson went on the record and said that he wants to be a Ram. He made no bones about it. He said it'd be awesome to play with, uh, Sean, or play under Sean. Because he wants to resurrect his career. What? That's your thought? That's yeah. Say. Sound clearly. Off. I mean, he hasn't done anything with the <laughs> Buccaneers unless unless the uh, Fitz Magic was around. You're catching the deep ball there, yeah. I mean, ever since he left Philly, the only thing he can do is catch a deep ball once every three games. It seems like if he holds on to it while he's crossing the goal line. But he's doing it to resurrect his career. I mean, I mean, sure, bring it. He's not. I mean, I think uh, they're probably gonna win the division next year. But I think the Niners will give him. A r- I don't know about the right Niners right now, but we'll see. Uh, but they're going to win the division next year. Um, do you think he wants to resurrect his career, or, or he just wants to be on a winning team? Maybe because it, it, his his biggest problem is that it's always been he's a head case. Mm-hmm. If he's on a mediocre or losing team, he doesn't really care. If he's on a winning team or someone that's competing, he really does play well. Yeah. So he would be a big asset to the Rams there to get him, but also I think he's also he wants money too. And I don't know if he would get any money. How much money he wants. Wow. Okay. I am not undermining what you're saying because I hear what you're saying with Deshaun Jackson not being what he was and what he's worth and, 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 and all that. I'm not disregarding that. I just went to go look for a quote for the next thing we're about to talk about, and I've got breaking news. Breaking so news. hold on. Strap strap in because you, uh, you better be ready. Strap. There's There's four points right here. Report. Oklahoma extends Lincoln Riley to 2024. What? And then the next report. Lonzo prefers the Knicks or the Bulls. I knew that one. What? Okay, well, thank you for contributing to that during the talking points <laughs> well, earlier. That's... And then the next report, Woj. Pelicans oh. don't want to deal AD to the Lakers. Yeah. And the last report, as I suggested, AD may not play for the Pels again. Oh. That's your breaking news update. Okay, back to regular. Reg- oh, jeez, stumbling through that. Regularly you scheduled program. I really was, man. That got that got me going. Um, next up on the winners losers list, Juju Smith Schuster has spoken, and uh, I'm trying to find the exact quote. But he essentially gave us a nice little, uh, very vague, you know, peacemaker statement of, "Of course, I want both Le'Veon and AB back. I think that we can still do great things." He wants all the situations to get resolved. Um, you know, in a perfect world, that would happen, but we're gonna see what happens. But I still. Uh, I like Juju coming out and saying that he wants both of them back because that hopefully will help calm, start the process of calming the waters and all the rifts. Um, I mean, Le'Veon and the, and the franchise might be two ships that have passed in the night. That might be done. But getting A.B. to buy in for another year, having Juju right there, because I don't think Juju's not dumb. He also knows that a lot of what he's able to do is because Didn't he's got he A.B. on the other Sunday? side. He's okay. It's a minor injury. Don't you worry. Everything's okay. So this I'm gonna put it as a W because I like Juju stepping up and being a leader. Juju, such a, such a young guy. You go, Juju. All right. Uh, next up, this is a uh, Pittsburgh news station had their graphics guy fired after he put up the graphic that labeled Tom Brady as a quote-unquote known cheater. <laughs> and while this guy may have lost his job, he is still a winner in the cohort sports report book. Because that took some huevos, and he did it. Lost his job, exposing the truth. 
And I, I like how people are like, allegedly cheated. It's like, I'm sorry, did he not serve a suspension for the, uh, for the deflated footballs? Even if it's a plea deal, right, where he's like, okay, I'll do it if you just drop it and we, and we stop this and we agree on an arbitrary number. That's still a sign of, of some guilt, right? I mean, it's, it's a level of admission of guilt there that I'm willing to, to that hill. I'm willing to die on that hill. All right. Uh, next up, last up on the winners, losers list. Flan, did you see Sean Payton's interview today? I did. Did a undershirt look uh, very, very familiar to you? It's a Roger Doug clown shirt. From one Barstool Sports, it is believed that Sean Payton allegedly wore a Roger Goodell clown shirt. Uh, he was wearing a quarter zip, and just just the tip was showing, but it was enough, and it was the same color scheme and same graphic placement as a very, very popular uh, Roger Goodell clown shirt from Barstool Sports. And this is one that Matt Patricia wore after the Patriots won their Super Bowl uh, before he took the job in Detroit. He won it, or he wore it coming off the plane uh, last year. So this wouldn't surprise me. The Saints were still pretty upset. This is funny, and I'm with the Saints on this one, but uh, I still stand by my other statements that I made on the last show where Saints fans, the more you talk about this, the more you are just bringing it upon yourself, and there's nothing that will be done to resolve this situation and we will continue to laugh at your pain until you drop it and move on. This was it. This was your dismount with Sean Payton wearing this shirt. I don't want to hear anything else about how you guys got screwed or how you're boycotting this Super Bowl uh, because the fact of the matter is Super Bowl's going on on Sunday. You got to deal with it. Right, Flame? Yep. All right. I'm glad you like that. All right. Now it is time for the pop culture update. Are you, are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. I start off the pop culture update, Flan, with uh, asking if you saw a story that broke on Monday of a one Kelsey Carter. I guess she is a, a singer who went and got a, allegedly, got a tattoo of Harry Styles on her yes. cheek. Yes, yes, yes. Your thoughts? Amazing. Great. I mean, I wouldn't, I completely understand why she would do it. Do you buy this is real? Is it, is oh, it real? Oh, it's 100% real. You think it's 100% real? It's yeah. not a stunt? No. I think there's a lot that can be done with makeup nowadays where you just kind of get a detailed artist to draw that outline on before he tats it on your face, and then you can use blush and stuff to, to look at I know there was a video of the tattoo gun being used, but that doesn't mean that it was actually doing anything, or it was on doesn't mean it's doing anything. I'm oh, a little skeptical. It was good. I like the, I like the, the style. This could be Although. a very detailed I think this is. I think this is the next thing in the, in the uh, 20s. I think this is what the next big phase would be, face tattoos. I think this is, she's, on, she's on to something. We've been seeing face tattoos. No, this, is one, this one's going to take off. This SoundCloud rappers have been on face tattoos for a no, while. No, but, like, but like that's, those are rappers. I think they're everyday Joe's. Gonna start. I think it's like, oh, you think this is just becoming a social norm? Yes, social norm. Twi- People are just going to walk around with different the face tw- tattoos. The 20s will be like that. If you could have a face tat, what would your Isn't face tat be? Weird? calling this next decade the 20s yeah well you know it's not the roaring 20s because the roaring 20s were 1920s 
But I'm sure. But I'm talking about the twenties. Like they okay. Used to be the well, what about 20s. what about the sixteen twenties, seventeen twenties, eighteen twenties, nineteen twenties? You know, we you refer to the twenties as the nineteen twenties. Yes, but it could still apply to back in the eighteen hundreds, the sixteen hundreds. You know, you just got to deal with it. Very cool. Gotta move on, evolve. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, what would your face tap be? Um, probably Jimmy G. Oh, interesting. What would yours be? You get a giant. I'd get this podcast logo. Roethlisberger's balls on your no. face. No. <laughs> I said I'd get this podcast logo. Permanently teabagged. Tatted right on my forehead. <laughs> right on my forehead. Or maybe my neck. Is that a, is that applicable too? Is the neck tat okay for the face tat? Because that would still pop up in, in professional situations. Not if you get a big douchey collar. What? No, I'm not Brian. Colan- <laughs> I'm not Brian Colangelo. Get out of here. What if I just got the uh, the 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 episode or the show's podcast logo or the podcast logo just tatted right here on my throat? So it's just advertising every time. Let's go talk. Cause yeah, Peter Podcast represent. I mean, if you own your own business, sure. But if you don't, it's that's true. Uh, there was a fad there for a while where people were getting logos tattooed on them, and then they'd have to walk around like you know exposing that certain piece of now, skin. The funniest tattoo, mobile advertising. One of the funnier tattoos is that show in Practical Jokers. Huh. And one of the guys, the, the the three guys lose a bet, so one of them had to. So the one guy had to design a tattoo for every person, and for Murr and um, Q, it was like a personal, funny like thing. And then for Sal, he just got a picture of Jaden Smith on his leg. <laughs> Too funny when he, when he opened it, they they revealed it for the first time. He was like, just so goddamn pissed. I am. Uh, a little against getting faces tattooed on you. Like that's uh, it's oh, just kind of weird. weird. It it's weirds me weird. out. It's you know, like weird. I don't care if you're related to that person or not. It just weirds me out because the tattoo more times than not that tattoo is not going to do that picture that you have of them justice at all. Like well, you might as well just get their name tatted on you in a very decorative manner, in a very creative way. You don't need their face tatted on you. But then again, who am I to tell you what to tattoo on your skin? I'm sorry. All right, next up on the pop culture update. This is sent to us from Tim Brown, friend of the show, Tim Brown. He has stats of the day, and then he sent us a pop culture update. Uh, I was questioning the legitimacy at first because I saw the caption of this post, um, and it was because it's like a meme-ish type of deal. But uh, in as I'm showing Flan, you see the paragraph underneath it. It was kind of charged politically, so I was kind of questioning, you know, if it was some propaganda or not. But Tim sent it in, so I don't question its validity anymore because I remembered that it was Tim who sent it to me. J.K. Rowling has lost her billionaire status. Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling is the first billionaire to fall off the Forbes billionaire list because of charitable giving. Quote, You have a moral responsibility when you've been given far more than you need to do wise things with it and give intelligently. End quote. So good for J.K. Rowling. <laughs> if this is, in fact, 100% true, because right now I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid about 90%. 90%. When's my topic come up? Oh, okay. I was going to say, sorry. Go ahead. What's your topic? Um, so I am reporting back from my, uh, what I said last Sunday, about oh, the Firefest. Fire Firefest. Firefest. If you have not watched this documentary, have you watched it, Jeff? I haven't, but I, I have not, but I've heard enough of it on the podcast, and I get all the memes <laughs> and everything. I get it all. You got, you, got, you got the one I put out to the meme I, that David Spade had? On. Yes, oh, I got, got that. that. I saw that. How desperate oh are you? Oh, my God. That... My jaw literally dropped I'm at that sure, scene. I'm sure it did. You know, so so Billy McFarlane calls uh his his like his like the guy that's <laughs> his um I don't know what you call his personal assistant personal assistant or his like that's, the that's guy that's kind. kind of trying to help him out and like fund half the th- half the thing sucker and he's gay and then so nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that so 
The problem is he has to bring water from the states to the Bahamas, so that's to go through customs. How's he gonna get it through? That's a hundred seventy-five thousand dollar charge that money that he doesn't have for water. He doesn't have the money because he, he one he tried to put this whole Bahamas thing together in three and four months, which didn't work. Very smart. He hired a he was he was so cheap he hired a pilot who bought a plane six months before. He showed up at the island and learned how to fly through Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's no joke. <laughs> That's literally, I, you can go and put it on Netflix. It literally, uh, literally says, tells the camera. I don't have a comment for that. And then he's literally, uh, so they had the whole customs thing goes down. They don't have $175,000 to pay customs to get this water through. So Billy calls this guy and says, we need you to take one for the team. Oh. And says, we need you to suck this guy's dick. Oh, no. And he was willing. And no, he comes down like I was. I walked into the room, willing and thinking, I am about oh, to suck this guy's dick. Oh my goodness! And the guy just, the guy just, the guy just goes, "No, you don't have to do that, man. You're good." But the fact that you say that on the do a camera on TV is no so stupid. No shame. No shame whatsoever. Oh my. But the goodness. thing is, I I I went into, I went into this this documentary like not feeling bad for these people that bought these tickets at all. But after you watch it. And you see all these like celebrities, like m- the people you see on TV and everything. They they post like, "Oh, my good music coming to Fire Fest." Blah. They put the whole picture out, everything. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, that'd be a great ass time." F bomb. That's a dollar. That'd be a great ass time. I'm gonna. I want to. I want to go to that. And then all of a sudden, Billy starts running out of money a week before, and starts so saying, "Uh." Throw throw another private villa out there. Let's see if anybody buys it for 50k. And it'd, say, it'd say it's El Chapo. <laughs> yes. Well, no. The, the funny thing about that, he, they 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 want to do it on Pablo Escobar's private island. They oh, that's, not, to, that's not that's Ch- not El Chapo. My bad. No, sorry. they they don't Pablo Pablo, Escobar. Pablo Escobar's private island, the Bahamas. So they get they they get it, but they, the the lawyers of Pablo Escobar say you can use it as long as you never advertise that it's Pablo Escobar's island, and they do a whole video shoot. Where they have models and everything come to the island. They say fire fest. I don't know. First thing, that first thing they said, right on the first on the first clip of the of the preview thing says, "Have a f- fun getaway music trip on Pablo Escobar's private island." Then all of a sudden they said, "Boop, you're gone." Yeah. <laughs> so they had to go. They scrambling for another island, the Bahamas. You had one one direction. The funniest thing though is that they keep they keep telling Billy McFarlane as it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer, dude, we gotta cancel this. We cannot do this. Like, no, keep it no. going. You gotta keep it going. He had integrity. And then they tried to they tried to make this whole thing very similar to the way um, Woodstock was, because the very first Woodstock was absolute. A nightmare. They had people died of overdose. They pe- they cars were stuck in lines for miles and miles and miles. It's just an absolute shit show. The mud. Yeah. But the only but like I think it was some, I don't know if somebody said this, but the only reason why it was good is that the music there was awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the drugs helped. But too. the things I don't, I don't blame millennials. I mean even Major Laser. They went went to the island, took a picture on the shore saying, "Can't wait for Firefest 2017." I mean they had people from Coachella pulling out of Coachella to fund this event. And still wasn't enough money because it was an absolutely ridiculous Man, idea. It was all completely fraudulent. And, and then, and then the funniest thing after that is that after this whole thing went down, Billy was in a crap ton of debt, and so he's getting um, subpoenaed by people, like FBI, different people. So he tries to get money, and this is all on camera. This, this is how stupid the guy is. He does this all on camera. He calls up the whole list of emails from the people at Firefest, saying, "Hey, man, I got uh, three tickets to the Met Gala next weekend." Blah, blah, you can meet Taylor. So this, this another huge scam. He doesn't have the tickets. He just needs money. 
he went through the whole list and then uh, emails, everything, calls people. Because one of the guys that went to Firefest literally read off about 10 emails in a row from Billy saying, uh, come to this concert to meet Taylor Swift, blah, blah. I got three tickets to the Super Bowl, this, 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 just nonstop. Even after he got, he knew he was screwed. Yeah. He still tried to get people with the whole scam. And the best line from this entire Firefest was after they're they're doing like a, a an emergency like co- like conference call after the whole thing went down. What <laughs> one person just goes, "We're about to get caught for we're about to get popped for fraud." And then Jaw Rule just goes, "No, it's not fraud. It's a uh, false advertising." It's like that's the same goddamn <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's semantics, is what yeah. it is. It's semantics issue. <laughs> Uh, I remember I heard that line. I just died laughing. And then I've also heard just in the various times that I've I've heard people reference it and whatnot is that gentleman that was so willing to take one for the team, uh, and others like him. They still have a blind allegiance to Billy McFarlane. Like they still they still see, support him. They still see him as this great guy. Because he even said before, I hope Billy doesn't get arrested or or like go to jail for this. Yeah, that's uh. And that's then the, the other funny thing is that they're they're talking at the end of the documentary how. Billy McFarlane asked this one guy who was doing some video stuff for him, saying, "What's the what's the clink like?" Because I guess he'd been there once. He's like, "Well, first seven days, it's like twenty three to one." And he's like, "What does that mean? You're in a cell for twenty three hours, and you're out for one." And then they're processing. Then you get some north to the actual jail, and then Billy just goes, "Uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen to me." <laughs> it's like that's not gonna. Happen. Then, like he literally is like he didn't say that exactly, but he basically said to the guy, "That's not gonna happen to me." It's like, what, you're above the law or something, bro? Like, <laughs> the guy was so oblivious to anything and everything. Because I think what he, the problem with him is that he been so successful in almost everything he did. This is, like, the first time he ever had any failure in his life. Yeah, he, he had no idea how to process it. Yeah. I really do believe he actually thought he could get a damn festival on that island and have everything go down. But once the, he put the Pablo Escobar part in, then that started this whole what? tumbleweed effect of just... Yeah. And he refused to say no. It's like, cancel it. Otherwise, if he just canceled it, the whole thing would have been fine. He wouldn't have gone to jail. But he just said, no, we got to keep it going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Which one was better? Because this guy's still getting cashed out. Hulu paid him $250,000 to do this documentary on him. And I don't know how much Netflix paid. But uh, Netflix is better because they have, they have, I think it's better because they have more um, footage of, because a lot of the new Hulu ones are just like them talking over pictures. Whereas uh-huh. Netflix is like, they actually have the actual footage of them. In these huge villas, talking, partying, how they're gonna do this, and they're all on blow. They're all just yeah. on a bunch of blow. Well, you can't do it without it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's one. The, the, they have one guy who's in charge of the media thing. He's never done any kind of media stuff ever. Is literally just a. He's a, he looks like an absolute pain in the ass. He just keeps rambling really, 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 really fast, like something. Well, that's uh, and I want to clarify that I'm not saying advocate like you you need to do coke. I'm just saying like if you're in an instance like that where you're partying constantly and trying to plan something like this on the fly and you're burning the candle at both ends, like you're gonna have to resort to to something to help you. And a lot of people resort to that. Does not make it right. All right, I'm done virtue signaling there. Um, <laughs> all right, last up, at least for me on the pop culture update. You like that, huh? Lots yeah. of vir- lots of virtue signaling that goes on on, on Twitter. It's you, but you, but you gotta watch the whole thing from beginning to end. It is worth watching. Oh, you're laughing at that? Okay, yeah, no, I will. I'll peep it on Netflix. I don't have Hulu. Um, I could, I guess, I could always try and bum my sisters if I ask her nicely. Um, and my my last pop culture update is The Bachelor, and all I have to update is that the two pageant... Is he still, is he still a virgin? Yeah, he's still a virgin. What do you think? They're going to let him... <laughs> they, 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 they did a thing where they showed... What? Bef- what? The, the, I saw a clip 
when the whole thing went down of him running around and freaking out, and I'm yeah. like, this dude just lost his virginity. He's probably. About it. I'm just saying, it's it it I sets mean, an unrealistic lose, if expectation. If you're gonna lose your virginity to one of those ladies, good on you. Good, good for you. Man. Well, that's the thing is, I think three of them, he gets he get three of them go to the fantasy suites. That's what I'm saying. He gets an unrealistic expectation of the fact that these that they're lined up for him. Is that because he gets three chances at it? So. You gotta think: Is it gonna be a traditional virgin where as soon as he loses it, he he falls in love, and it, you know that's his first love, love, or does he uh, does he go through all three and then he's just like, I'm king of the world, like I can do anything, you know? So it'll just be interesting to see how he takes it, um, you know. But the two pageant girls that were upset with each other are now uh, willing to put their differences aside. And then there's the evil villain, right? Who I don't even know how long the villains last on the show, but there's this one chick, Demi, who's just, she's, again, I went and watched it with my girlfriend again, so like now I'm kind of getting invested into it. I've watched two episodes now. I just, it, it sucks, dude. It's, it, it's stunk. It's, The Bachelor has sunk its teeth into my skin, and now that venom is slowly starting to matriculate through my bloodstream and forcing me to come back each week and watch, and it's just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so the two pageant girls put their problems aside. Uh, I guess it's going to get awkward if they make it the farthest with each other. Then that's going to that's gonna be a recurring storyline. The other one is the villain, this chick, Demi. She's just straight-up psychotic. She's treating it like a game show where she's like, I know what to say, the right things to move on. She got some other chick sent home because she called her a cancer. And so uh, she's a little upset about that. But, yeah, dude, it just it baffles my mind that these chicks are like, they signed up for this. Like, they're totally willing to come. And, like, it's so funny when they get the chicks in the candid one-on-one interviews, and they're like, it's so frustrating to watch, you know, the guy that you're dating give attention to somebody else, and you just want to send your (laughs) fist through the television because you signed up for it. Mm -hmm. You knew exactly what you were getting into, and you can't handle it now that it's on TV. Oh, it's all right. It bo- I get impassioned by it. Just how stupid the show is. Very dumb. But yeah, I'm still gonna. I, I, refu- I refuse to watch that. But show. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna tune in next week too. It's just I've now settled where I won't watch all two hours. I'm only gonna take it an hour increment. So I'll have to get caught up. I I, will, breaks, I, will, I can watch about ten minutes before I start to pull my hair out of my head. Oh and say, man, it's so it. it's just ridiculous. All right, do you have anything else for the pop culture update? Uh, no. Go watch Firefest. It's really funny and worth okay. it. Watch it. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's our show. Uh, still not a hundred percent sure if we're gonna be doing something after the Super Bowl. Bill says he's gonna be stopping by. There's no promise for how long he'll stay. Uh, I'll have to get him. I'll have to show him how good my my wings are, and then get him nice and drunk. So he's gotta take some time sober up. That's the plan. Uh, what about you, Flan? I'm putting you. I'm calling you the carpet. Yes or no? What? Are you coming? Yeah, I'll be here. You will. I have nothing going on that day. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so glad that you will come over instead. Um, so yeah, okay, so now I can say that there's a little bit of momentum for a show, yes? It'd be a short show. It, all it would be would just be a Super Bowl reaction, that's all. No, I'm, I'm, we might throw Tim Brown's stat of the day in there, but that's all that would be, it would just be an initial reaction, uh, of, of the Super Bowl, probably be no more than 30 minutes or so. Love that. Yeah, okay. I could tell that this is really eating away at your <laughs> busy schedule. Um, all right, so... Uh, yeah, all right. We have a Super Bowl show. We just planned it right in front of you, um, and it'll be it'll be half the length of our normal shows, uh, maybe a little bit shorter, but we don't know. All I know is that on Super Bowl Sunday, 
The Rams need to stop the Patriots on third down. Please do not let these guys convert third downs. Score touchdowns. Do not kick field goals. Do not settle for field goals and stop the Patriots on third down. Sounds very obvious, very simple, but those are, I believe those are the only two things that you need to do to beat the Patriots because if you let them linger, they will come back to kill you. <laughs> yes? Can you yeah, agree with true, that? Yeah, true, very true. Okay, thank you. I was going to say it sounds pretty obvious, but I feel like it's, like it's easier said than done, but come on, fellas. All right. Uh, to the haters and losers, of which there are many, go fuck yourself. Until next time. Deuces.